This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life. Welcome back to rheumatoidsolutions.com. Today, I've got the lights on me because it's eight o'clock at night. In fact, it's 8.30. I've got a guest today from South Africa. And so with the time zone, we've configured this so that he's got nice lighting on him because he's going to be demonstrating some exercises for us that we can be doing at home. Now, throughout the COVID period, uh, there's been a massive shift away from gyms and yoga studios to doing workouts at home. And this is certainly something that can be hugely beneficial if you have inflammatory arthritis, because uh, some studies show that if you have ongoing inflammation, you are susceptible to muscle atrophy, meaning that you have some wastage of some of your muscle tissue. And in addition to that, when we have inflammation in our joints, we are reluctant to do exercise. Uh, and in particularly sort of resistance work, because we feel that the discomfort in our joints means that, you know, we'd prefer to, uh, to avoid that discomfort, even if we intuitively know that better muscles and better strength can be uh, helpful getting around the house, getting up off the toilet, chairs, going up and down stairs, and so on. So today's guest is going to help us with that. He is Carl Reader, and he has a website that you can visit him on. It's Carl Reader coaching.com. He's a functional movement coach and he has been on our uh, show before and is now a member of Rheumatoid Support, which is a support forum and a home for all of the activities that we do where we interact and help each other and solve each other's problems and cheer each other's on as we reverse inflammatory arthritis as a group. So Carl, welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me back again and uh, also enjoying being a member and engaging with all the guys. It's been great. Yeah, everyone has been very, very supportive and very engaged with you as our coach inside the group. What sort of questions have you been getting? And uh, give us a sort of uh, examples of some of the problems that you've helped people solve. Yeah, a lot of questions around what are the best exercises to do for certain conditions, uh, especially elbows, and um, also finding that a lot of uh, the members uh, are doing too much in a sense that they they often I'm having to cut back on the exercises and reduce the load. And um, so the members are aware that exercises are so important, but it's sometimes we just naturally gravitate into that mindset of more is better. And so I've just found that quite common is just to say let's let's get, you know, let's cut back a bit and, and, and space it out or move more often throughout the day than opposed to doing all your exercises all in one hour and then, you know, leaving it for the rest of the day. But yeah, those are the typical type of questions we get. And you've been um, developing your skills and honing your recommendations for rheumatoid arthritis, haven't you? Um, we were just chatting before we hit record here that as a result of some of the podcasts that we've done in the past and also as a result of the help that you do to our support forum members that you do get contacted frequently outside of those platforms for um, personal one-on-one help and for coaching and so forth. 
And so you're building quite a repertoire of, of, of knowledge and tools to solve problems with RA because it's, it is challenging, isn't it? You've got to be careful not to aggravate the joints. Yeah, and that's where working with a coach or like, like myself is so key just to, to guide them through the process and um, just which we'll discuss some of the stuff just now, like just some of the small tips that you miss out when you try and do a lot of the exercises by yourself. And um, it's not some, always a shortcut method, but it's just a, saving you that um, maybe a, a treatment or a pain in the long term. But yeah, it's been wonderful. I've just I'm so fortunate to have um, great clients, good, good, good. Um, you know, getting a good relationship with them and and seeing them improve. So yeah, really enjoying it. Yes, and we've been very grateful as well to have you as a member. It's only been a couple of months now, but um, it looks like you're going to be staying with us long term. <laughs> and I know that our uh, our members are very very grateful. And your thread, your coaching thread, where people post the questions to you, is a very popular one. There's always something happening in there, and I've learned a yeah. lot myself. And uh, I know that if I had 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 someone like you working with me over the years, I could have saved myself a lot of time and 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 uh, reduced the duration of pain because I've made probably I want to say probably twenty times more mistakes than what I have revelations at the gym. You know, you you try all these different things, or you, you, and so many things don't work with RA. So it's a just like the diet, it's a it's a narrow path to success. So, um, so thank you. And and now let's get into um, you know what what we've set ourselves up to discuss today, which is resistance band training at home. I've set the scene with regards to the challenges with regards to muscle atrophy and and the reluctance to exercise with some joint pain. But if we are if we're successful at navigating past those issues and actually do these exercises, what benefits can people expect if they follow successfully what we're about to learn today? Sure. I mean, there's, there's so many benefits to the strengthening in terms of, you know, improved posture, joint stability. You know, also we, we look at the muscles as seen as in the past, as just, you know, the things that move your bones. And now we know that they secrete things called cytokines, which are chemical signaling messengers and they regulate inflammation. So there's very, very important just to get that, that resistance and uh, to, to preserve the muscles. We know sarcopenia, which is the breaking down of muscle as you get older. But the big thing for me is helping them regulate inflammation. I think it's amazing how muscles can in, are involved in, in regulating and helping avoid and treat inflammation. The anti-inflammatory effect of muscles, we can call it. So, so I'm excited to, as a guy that's background in sport as well, but I'm, I'm super excited to see how strength and exercises has such a profound effect on, on inflammation and, of course, RA. Yep, fantastic. All right, well, um, tell us what equipment we need and then uh, we will we'll get right into it. So we're looking at the resistance bands. Um, you've got these typical type of resistance bands, and you've also got excuse me, um, you've also got these um, rubber tubings, um, and the other one is weights. And, and I think um, a lot of people start off with the resistance bands, and I think we should maybe just cover some of the, the tips when using resistance bands. Now, there's a big difference between the resistance band and the weights in the sense that if you look at uh, if you were to hold a dumbbell and have the arm by your side. Uh, it's it's easy in the beginning and it gets harder and harder and then it starts to get easier and easier. So the load follows sort of a bell curve where with resistance bands, it starts at nothing, low resistance or load. And as you increase the resistance, 
the the length of the band, it, it, you reach maximal load at the top of the joint, which you've got to be careful. So the first big tip with bands, especially for RA clients, is you, you want to be careful of holding the, the end rain move, movements because you've got maximum load on the joints with maximum like vulnerability. So like with the weights, if I do that, now I've got maximum range of the elbow, but the, the load is low. Where if I've got the same thing with a with a with a band, it, it's the load is heavy on the on the load. Mm. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So if we were to give another example, just for me to gain gain clarity, if you were doing a say like a punching motion, as if you were like punching like a boxer, and the a resistance band was attached to a tree behind you. Correct. Then at the outermost punch point, you're at maximum resistance. So you may be in a little bit of a vulnerable state at that point. Correct. That's actually the, we want to talk about upper body strengthening exercises. And, and one of the, the powerhouse for your upper body is, is are your pecs and your core. Now you've got your deltoids and your arm muscles, but they're, they don't, not in comparison to the size of the pectoralis and your abdominals. So that's the powerhouse. And before we get into that, it's really important that the members or people listening to the show understand that you're, because of poor posture or pain or just, just muscle imbalances or whatever, you, your muscles are not optimally firing. So in other words, you're, they're not functioning correctly or efficiently. So if you just go straight into exercises, you, you, if you've got, say, 100 muscle fibers, you've only got maybe 25 to 30 engaged. And so the save with the pecs. So if you're doing a punching exercise or a pull or even a bicep curl, that you actually start straining the joints because you haven't got full use of the muscle. Mm. Uh, so one of the things we want to do is we want to activate uh, the muscles. And I'm just going to show you a very simple exercise, especially for the pecs, which is a really important. So keep in mind that the pecs is where the power is. So this is delivering power through the arm, through the elbow, which many people start with RA, to the wrist. So the power doesn't come from the shoulder. It comes from the abdominals through the big powerful pec, through what we call the fascia lines, and then it's distributed into the down the elbow into the wrist. So it's such a simple exercise that you can do what the sportsmen do, but, but I want to, which is bang their chest and bang their bodies and do all these rubbing things. But you can just simply, uh, if you have relatively good posture, just uh, literally just look right and allow your body to turn as well. So you turn to the right and you turn to the left as comfortable as you can two times and then back. And if you put your hand on your chest now and just do even a little simple like an like a uppercut, you should feel that the, the pec actually feels like it's more engaged. Can you feel that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's more mm-hmm. pumped. So you'll feel more of like what we call a pump. First of all, it gets the blood flow there, but second, it's the activation. So now like when you start, and I love your, your, your elbow pumps, you've got the guys doing. And in fact, if you do um, – which we're getting digressing, but one of the big exercises for chest is push-ups. Now, the problem is for most people with RA and shoulders and elbows, doing push-ups is quite an advanced exercise. And, you know, you need a degree of good core stability. So that makes the elbow punches with the elastic band, If I'll give you an example now, but if you were to do that with the band and just stay in a short range movement, don't go full out, you actually get tremendous pec uh, Teralis, this is the pecs uh, engagement, as well as the the arms being strengthened as well. So, yep. 
Yeah, great. Okay. So if I was to be sort of creating a checklist here, because I don't know what you're going to be delivering to us, I would write down the first thing is we want to probably warm up before any upper body by moving rotations. Yeah, like a talk. You would rotate. For people who can't see the video at the moment, you're basically rotating on a vertical spine, uh, your entire upper body, you're twisting on your upper body. Okay. So we warm up doing that. What can, what do we do next? So then is to then get into the right, well, depending on exercise you can do, getting into the right posture. So I've got a, a, a really good exercise for the, the pecs. Now, some people are worried about strengthening their pecs because they may have what we call this rounded posture, forward posture. So we've been trained in condition to stretch the pecs, open up the chest, which is correct. But remember, I started by this conversation that your pecs are the powerhouse of the upper body. So if you're just stretching them all the time, and not actually strengthen them, you're not getting the, 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 the benefits. Of so we want to strengthen them in what we call a lengthened or isometric uh, way. So that means that they're working hard without contracting. And, and I'll show you an exercise for that now. Very simple is I've got a band here. It's attached to a bar, and I'm going to turn sideways for you guys. Yeah? And you hold the band in your, in your hands like this. And the idea is that you... You're sitting in a chair. You want to be sitting relaxed, upright, so not slouched, but not military. You can see I've chest. My chest is sort of puffed out here. That's not correct. You want to relax that into a relaxed, upright position. That that gets the tummy muscles to engage. The minute you sit too upright, you disengage the stomach muscles. It's a very important point. Mm. So from here, we are pulling the band down towards our belly button, but I wanted you to keep in mind that the the, the elbows must come next to the chest. So I stand even here, you can see that my elbows are next to the my my body, and that actively engages the, 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 the pec muscle isometrically, which is what you want. So you're getting you're getting a core contraction and you're getting a really good pec contraction. And what I do with some of my clients is just get them to hold that there and I can feel that working. Now, it's not working super hard, like a push-up, but you're getting, especially for RA clients, you're getting a nice core, you're getting rhomboids, the back muscles, lower trapezius, back, and you're getting the pecs activated in a not a rounded position, like if you were doing flies or uh, those things in gym, and you're getting a good good core contraction, which is great from here. So that's that's a really simple, it's one of my go-to for, or for core exercises, but remember, we're talking upper body now, so that's core and that's the pick exercise. Important when you do this as well to look straight ahead. Don't look down at the floor. Mm-hmm. Now, with that one, um, I forget the term for this. I should know it. Um, but the pecs are actually being used in a, it's not the ascending, but the the reverse. The, the pecs are being used as the muscle, as the tension is released from the body, aren't they? You're talking about eccentric? A, that's it. That's East, it. Yeah. Yep. So pec, pec, pec is what we call it. It's an ad, ad, adductor towards the midline. So that so people will be like, how does it work the pecs if you're not doing any sort of these kind of things? Right. But it's it's the, the the key is as the arms come down close to the body, oh, yep. you're creating adduction. And look, that's almost like a push up position. If you yep. if you think about it, you're doing push up in there. Mm. It's it's an adductor. Mm. So as you release. It's it would be on, on, on a on a push up you would be feeling that but in that this case it's not really it's more this action here that's giving that the packet activation yeah okay. so it's concentric yeah okay beautiful so are we going to now learn about some more upper body workouts yeah yes now another really important point with when you're using bands is that you, you you've got to um, 
hold it correctly. So the average person, when they take a band, is they grab it over the thumb, if you can see like this. So that's just a common sense. I learned this from sailing, by the way. This is fantastic. But this is when you hold any band for any exercise, be it bicep curls, tricep pull-downs, anything we use doing it in the resistant bands, this targets the upper chain muscles, your upper neck, your shoulders. And so you want to move away from that because it puts quite a lot of strain on the shoulder and the neck. So what you want to do is make sure you take your hand, that you, you grab it and twist it so that the line of pull is going underneath or across the, the small finger. Can you see that? Yep. So it's not over the thumb. And this makes a huge difference to the different muscles. It activates the core, the latissimus dorsi, and the pecs, and it connects the power. So if you are going to do, for example, your like your punches here, like your, you know, you yep. do your your little elbow pumps yep. like this. Yep. You could do that the same way here. Just yeah. with the band. And exactly. so I've got great pick con- contraction here, but I'm not going straight out like that because yeah. now I've got maximum load on a, on a, on a vulnerable shoulder. So yep. it's just that action. And that is fantastic for entry-level, even medium-level uh, pick exercises. Very good for right. the core. And it replaces push-ups. And I think some, for those who love doing push-ups, that's fine. But for the average person who's struggling with elbow pains and shoulders, that, that, that's a great alternative. Okay, great. Okay, elbow pumps, good. Many people already be familiar with those. Yes, I've been doing those for 15 years. Okay, and now we can add our bands to it. Great. I used to add some light weights to it, but then I just moved away from doing that because I thought I use it as a warm-up and a a, um, maintenance exercise. I thought, why do I want to start confusing the purpose of why I was doing it originally? Purpose it suits its purpose. And then if I want to load and try and build strength with muscles, then I can do a different exercise. I don't need to load yeah. my warm up or my, my maintenance exercise. So yes, but yes, I don't mean to contradict what that you've said. It's a good idea. It's just that for me at the gym, when I started doing it and adding more and more weight, it just, hang on, no, I'm getting away from, from what feels comfortable. And I was adding quite a lot of weight. So Okay. Yeah. Now, the, what you must with your weights, you must remember with the with the band, you're you're exercising in the line of resistance. Where when you put yeah. a weight in it and you do yeah. this, you the weights are pulling down, so yeah. you're counterbalancing the weight, and it puts tension on your neck, and it actually can hurt the shoulders. So it's a different, it's a, actually a completely different exercise if you look at it like that. Yep. Perfect. Okay. What else can we do? So the, the other one I really like for the upper body is what we call the internal rotation of, okay. of the elbows for the pick again. And remember, we want to get that yeah. strong. So it's simply just, yeah. again, you want to maybe have it the, the line uh, horizontal, which I can do. But just the idea is that you keep your elbow close to your shoulder yep. here and then just pull across and you got the pick working. And so that would be like sliding a door, closing a, closing a car door. It's, yeah. it's a very functional, not out like in front like this, because that's yeah. going to hurt the shoulder, but. Yep. Keeping that elbow, and you can see how my elbow is not chicken winged. It's close to the body, yeah. and I'm pulling, and I'm using the tummy muscles. And you'll notice as well when I do this, my upper body rotates. So we, we get into yeah. what we call these robotic movements, which looks like this. So a robotic sort of movement would be just kind of moving the arm back and forward, and that, that, that takes away all the power. It's that combination of allowing the upper body to rotate as well as you do this, and it activates all the key core muscles. So those are those are three really simple exercises to get those pecs and upper body stronger. 
Um, the, there's another one we can do, which is the which is the the pull downs, the, the tricep pull downs, is yeah. also a very nice exercise. Yeah, do those because yeah. Um, over the years, I've had times when um, I've had tendonitis in my elbows, and and earlier in in earlier in the chronological path, um, I had uh, obviously uh, a lot of synovitis and inflammation and rheumatoid Correct. in my elbows as well. And what I find is that the first thing to go when that happens is your tricep strength. You can't push down and get yourself up off the chair or the bathroom. I mean, off the toilet. You try and push down, but the pain's too great through your elbows. And so you stop using them and then you try and roll forward and do like momentum as we've talked about um, off the toilet and stuff. And what happens is your triceps waste quickly, real quick. Yeah, so and, yes, and please, it's such an important that, muscle, like you said, getting up something, pushing yourself off the floor. Just yeah. anything that involves an extension of the elbow is is, mm-hmm. is compromised. Mm. Let's look at that. Yeah, with the triceps, the best way to train it is is firstly you want to, in my opinion, you want to avoid doing the traditional tricep exercise that puts the weight behind your absolutely. And up. Okay, I'm all I'm cringing because I caused myself a long term injury by doing that before I had rheumatoid. So if, if people are not watching the video and they're just listening to this, what we're talking about here, not, not what, what not to do, is when you raise your uh, peak of your elbow to the top of your head and then dangle your arm down behind your shoulder blades and then use a weight to raise it up and down. And that is a tricep exercise that's quite common, but it's called an open loop, isn't it, that situation? You can explain what that is, and then also go on to show us the better way. Well, it's, it's just you're not you're not you're not grounded, you know. Like if your hands on the ground or sitting, but it's the thing is, that it's not a it's not a net. It's just that all the load is distributed straight into the elbow, so you have no yeah. powerful muscles assisting the movement. So it's very yeah. effective for straining the triceps, but it's the elbow is compromised as you as you as you've experienced. There are good ones as well where you you, you can you know like sit on the edge of the chair and put your legs out in front of you, and you sort of so we call them tricep dips. They, they are effective, but they also got to be very careful. You've got to have a certain degree of strength, and it's something you've got to build the body and get used to because you do that too early on as well. It, the load goes into the elbow, and that can cause pain. Um, effective for tricep strengthening, and it's got quite a, quite a functional aspect to it as well, but it's something I would caution early inflammation, beginning stages maybe, maybe second phase introduction to tricep strengthening. Let me give a personal experience on that, having uh, um, been through this a few times with the right elbow tendonitis. My go-to exercise when I get the tendonitis in the right elbow, fortunately, hasn't been in there for over six months since I sorted this out the most recent time, is to do exactly what you said, which is to, I call it a dip set up position for a dip, but I don't lower myself. I try and squeeze and lock out the setup position and yes. do not lower. I just hold it. And that Brilliant. develops that develops muscle in the connective tissue, the tendons at the joint, engages them as they hang on for grim life to hold that <laughs> position. Very good. Yeah, and, and it's isometric, you know, so you're getting that, 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 that the tendon has been held in that position. So I like that. And, yeah. and it's, then you can do very, you can hold it for a few seconds and then get out mm-hmm. of it. Um, yep. And you're not, you know, risking that that load. Often, for most of us, we do too much or we go too low, and then it's it can literally be the difference between excruciating pain and and yeah, yep. And 
when I started getting back into fixing this situation, my feet were touching the ground. I, I couldn't hold my body weight in the dip setup because of the, the pain. So now I think the longest I've held that setup full body weight is I think 72 seconds. So now I can hold in a dip setup position, which is which is significant for me because given, you know, that the significance of the tendonitis that I most recently had last year. So yeah, it, this works. And and that was the one of the key things. So I, I love that. It matches perfectly with my... And, and someone who doesn't want to do the, the that exercise, a good one in terms of they, if they maybe they're in a chair or they can't get into that position with their legs out in front of them, is just sitting in a chair, you can put your hands by the side of your body on the chair and, and almost try to lift yourself off gently and you, you'll get the same sort of effects. So if yeah. you, you're pushing down into the chair... To almost lift your your pelvis off the chair, that pushing down is the same action, and it's something that you can do on a wheelchair. You can do that, in, you know, like sitting yep. is easy. Yep. If I may, and I know that I'm laboring this point, but for me, and you know, I said I've probably done twenty things for every one thing that worked. With that, I found that I only made progress when I started in the locked out position, and if I tried Brilliant. to push. Up, I was just I was too tender, so I found too weak. Just, yeah, hold and lock. So that was just my experience. For people who are going to try both, may you know, give it a both a go. But that was just my experience. So yeah, give us these give us these tricep exercises. So the tricep, you want you want to make sure you attach your tubing at at least yeah up in front of you, like six feet, two meters, that you that you can mm-hmm. have the pull down action. And mm-hmm. the the key with that is you want to you want to again bring the elbows by the side. So don't keep them out. You want to keep them mm-hmm. down. And then what I like to do is just is to just keep my knees in a, in a semi-bent, relaxed position, which gets the core. Yeah. Remember, the core is what's generating the power. So you don't just want to be too upright. You're just kind of pulling down with the triceps. We want to strengthen triceps, but we don't want to just be isolating triceps, if that makes sense. You want, we want to be using the whole chain, and, that's, and the triceps mm-hmm. just happens to be the prime mover yeah. here. So very simply, pulling down and then back up to come to now this is yeah. not high enough uh, just for the purpose of the of the video but i would have this much more vertically up yeah, it would be, a, a down, it would a basically down be coming down vertically and vertically. You'd be, and you'd attach it maybe by closing a door on the band at the top right and you would stand correct. right up against the close to the door correct yeah and you want to hold it again where your your uh, your your pinky if that was you holding it, it's coming yeah. on the outside and i'm pulling down it's yeah, not on yeah. the it's not on the thumb side. It's such mm-hmm. a big you'll notice the difference in the neck muscle straight away when you do that. And um, you can hold that as well to get the isometric as you hold there and, and get mm-hmm. that. But make sure you feel that the core core working. Always look up slightly at the at the where the band's coming down. So not maybe too up with your neck, but look 45 degrees. Because what a lot of people do is they follow, they follow their hands and they look down. And when you look down, you put strain on the nervous structures, the tissues, and that compromises the, the actual movement and the strengthening process. So, so did you have anything else for us? This last thing as well with the bands, I see this so often, especially with women, is the wrist. Is You oh, can yeah. see how the wrist is bent. Yeah. And, and when they're yeah. pulling, they, they do this just to keep that wrist straight. So right. when you're doing anything, keep keep it straight. You can see in the video here, my wrist is yep. straight. Like there's bent, there's bent, it's bent. That that causes tendonitis, but it's it also shifts. It puts a, a strain on the well, because your your elbow is also involved with rotation, like opening, closing your hand. We call it supine, and and, and uh, you know opening up. 
uh, movements. So be careful of that. Keep your wrist dead straight. Okay. All right. So let me just summarize. I've just made some notes here on a piece of paper. Uh, Great. Let's see. So we're going to start by just getting some warm up by getting sitting up straight, but without really puffing our chest out, just getting a nice posture and then rotate our torso back and forth a few times. And that starts to activate some of the muscles in the upper body. Then we can do some, I've made a note here, they look like seated rows, but we pull the band towards us with the blue, or blue band, doesn't matter what colour, but the band coming out underneath um, so that the pressure is on the bottom of our fist with the pinky. Yes. That'll work on the pecs and also work on some of the back muscles as well. So we're getting a nice... Um, as you call it, functional movement there. And then we can do the elbow pumps and we can load them with a band if we're finding that they're pretty easy and that uh, the flow there works nicely because of the way that the tension works with the bands. Then we can work, I've written down a note here, but when you're moving your uh, fist towards your chest and you're saying, uh, bringing the, bring it in with your elbow to your side, I've written down an internal rotator cuff movement. Yes, because it, it strengthens. Into, yeah, it is, it is a rotator cuff move. But again, yeah. the power. A lot yeah. of people who do rotator cuff, they're trying to focus on rotator cuff, and uh, you know, it brings their attention that this is a powerhouse, not your rotator yeah. cuff. Yeah. You know, so yeah, they work. It's it's there are many benefits to these exercises. It's not just the. You know, Yes. Yeah. So that's how I described it to myself, and then we've got the isometric dip, which we can, or the isometric dip setup, which we can do by. Um, putting our legs out straight in front of us and just holding our body weight with locked out elbows. If our elbows are pretty good and we're actually just trying to build strength, then we can actually do some little dips as well and, and go down a little bit, come back up. That's very effective for building tricep. That's probably of the ones that we've listed. That's the most challenging so far, wouldn't it be? The body, the body weight. Yeah, yeah the that, body that's weight. significant. So if your elbows are good, you're going to see some results from doing that for sure and get some soreness from doing that even after your first session within, the, within a day or two. The tricep pull-downs you have also outlined for us, uh, band right in front of us uh, attached to an overhead bar or more likely at home, uh, run it through the door frame at the top and close the door on it. And then we've got to keep our wrists straight always throughout the exercises. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have these drawn up as images and put together on a PDF. I've got someone who I can ask to get that done for us. And if people want to go to rheumatoidsolutions.com and find this episode with Carl, you'll be able to download that PDF with Carl's exercises from today's session and print that. I'll, make, I'll see if I can fit them all to one or two pages and print that out and then you'll be able to follow that along at home and you've got yourself a nice band workout to build some strength without loading the joints. So, Carl, thanks very much. Did you want to add anything else to no, this? No, I think that's a great summary. So, and just, and just the most important, not to do too, too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, stick, yeah. To the, stick to the program, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. All right. Well, let's wrap there. Um, if you would like to speak with Carl Moore, if you've got other questions that are pressing about your physical health and areas that need assistance, Carl does private coaching. You can go over to carlreadercoaching.com. That's C-A-R-L reader, as in someone who's very prolific with their books, coaching.com. 
and you can follow the links and contact him. Very affordable as well, based in South Africa, if you're wondering about time zones. Uh, you can also reach Carl inside Rheumatoid Support, our support forum. And as we talked about at the beginning of this conversation, he answers every question that is posted to his private coaching column. And you can just go and say, Carl, this is what I'm dealing with. And he gives you a comprehensive reply. And in some instances, uh, creates personalized videos that go along with his answers. So he'll demonstrate those for you and post them inside the support forum. So thank you very much, Carl. Uh, I think this is going to be really well received. I believe we should uh, set up another couple more of these sessions so that we can um, help people more with their physical movement and uh, reduce joint inflammation. Thanks, Clint. Uh, always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.